You're listening to the Application Insider Podcast. Welcome dietetic students. Here you will find all sorts of tips and guidance to help you navigate the dietetic internship application experience. I am your dietetic internship application guide, sharing insights to bridge the unnecessary gaps in this crucial step in your dietetics career. Together, we can get you all the information you need to create an application that will stand out in all the right ways. Hello, and welcome to episode 47 of the Application Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Vance, the founder, CEO, and dietetic internship application guide here at Application Insider. Before we get into this episode, I have to tell you that August is a pretty big month for me. It's my birthday on August 29th, and I'm going to have an Application Insider celebration happening that day. I'd love to invite you to the party. The best way to get all the details is to get on my email list. That's where the info will be available first with every ounce of party fun. To get on my email list, you just have to go pick up an awesome freebie. All my freebies are something that will help you on your application right away, even if you never do anything else with Application Insider ever again. But hopefully you'll stick around for the party, of course. There are so many freebies to choose from, and I have them all at one link so you can see them all together and decide which one you want. That link is applicationinsider.co slash freebies, and there's also a link in the show notes so you can head there and see what's available. And really, I hope you'll just find something amazing that will help you with your next step on your application. Here's what you have to choose from. The Ultimate Dicus Checklist to get you through your application, the DPD GPA calculator to crunch the numbers for you. You can schedule a 20 minute brainstorm call so we can get some answers to your questions. You can watch a replay of the matching and algorithm webinar to see just how the algorithm works. You can get details about putting your personal statement or your coursework into Dicus so you know exactly what to expect when you log in. And you can get an interview prep sheet if you think you might have a DI interview coming up in the nearest future. All of these freebies are available at applicationinsider.co slash freebies or at the link in the show notes. And I promise that if you get any one of them or more of them, they will help you with your application. And you will also add your name to my email list so your party invitation doesn't go astray. Applicationinsider.co slash freebies because you don't want to miss out on this celebration. For today's podcast episode, I'm bringing you another student interview. This is actually the last one that I've got for you until I get some more recorded. And you could be one of those students that gets your very own episode. There's a form at applicationinsider.co slash podcast guest, or you can just follow the link in the show notes to sign up to chat with me about your application experience and be a guest here on the Application Insider podcast. No matter where you are on your dietetics education pathway, if you are applying, if you have applied, if you're in your internship, if you're done with your internship, I know that you've got something to share with other students that will help them have a better application experience. So check that out. I would love to chat with you. On to today's guest. I am talking with Emily Shoemaker. Her unique take, because every student I have talked to has been different than the others in at least one very important way. So Emily's unique take that I know many of you will relate to is that she took almost a full year off between finishing her DPD program and applying to dietetic internships. However, you will hear that she certainly didn't see a gap year as any reason to not submit a fully confident application. 
and she will be sharing exactly what she did with her time to continue getting ready, even though that break was a good fit for her. She will also be sharing how she used that time, that gap year, to make her application shine. And shine she did, and she got a great match that she is very excited about. Emily also used several application insider freebies to help her get through Dicus, which is awesome. Everything we talk about in our conversation that has a link of any sort can be found in the show notes, so check there to make sure you've got all the resources that are available. And remember, when you sign up for any of the application insider freebies, you'll be on my invite list for my birthday party. And now let's meet Emily. All right. I am so excited to welcome Emily Shoemaker to the Application Insider podcast and YouTube channel. Welcome, Emily. I'm excited to have you here. Hi, Nicole. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So excited. Awesome. All right. Well, let's just start with a brief introduction, who you are, where you're from, anything like that that you'd like to share. Well, I am originally from Gilbertsville, Pennsylvania. That's where I grew up. Um, I was born in Ashland, Ohio. We moved when we, I was super young, but I uh, did my DPD program through Ashland University and uh, I graduated spring of 2019 and um, now I'm going on to Lane App Wellness for the dietetic internship. Awesome. So excited to hear how you got your application together and got your match to that program. Um, let's just, I hate to make this sound like a personal statement right off the bat, but could you tell us what brought you to dietetics? How did you choose that as your major and the career that you're working toward? Yeah, so I am a longtime runner. Um, I've been running since the sixth grade. So mm -hmm. I think that's what started it. Um, it led me in that direction. But I think like most people and more, most stories that I hear, um, they didn't know what dietetics was before college. Um, and it was right before college that I was searching through because I felt like I didn't really find my career choice. I didn't really mm -hmm. know what I wanted. Um, I started off wanting to be a chiropractor, which led into PT, and then finally hit with dietetics because I have a passion for food, for cooking, um, that really inspired by my mom, who taught me how to cook and everything. Um, and so with sports and running, obviously you eat a ton. And when I found out I could connect the two, it was just a perfect fit. And then my directors at Ashland University just really guided that passion, helped me cultivate it into something that I could do for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I like that it's, it's such a compatible option for something else that you just already had a passion for. It was already such a big part of your life. And this just like slips right in next to it. Like it was just waiting for a space all along. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. All right. So you were just in the spring 2021 match. Let's talk a little bit about your whole application experience. First off, you mentioned that there was a little bit of a gap between finishing your DPD program and applying to your actual, like getting into the internship application stuff. Yeah. Talk about that. Cause I feel like you did some things that you made good use of your time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, senior year was a tough decision time. Um, I unfortunately had a pretty low GPA. Um, I had, I was a full-time athlete, which was great and looked mm -hmm. great on applications and stuff, but my clinical experience was really, there was a huge gap. Um, 
And it was a tough decision to make to decide to take the time, uh, take a step back really, and gain some more experience. I decided to go the DTR route, get my diet tech registration um, and work in a small hospital. I've been working under a dietitian who has taught me so much. Um, she's really supported my goals because she's known that I've wanted to become a dietitian. So um, yeah, it was a hard decision, but it was definitely for the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can, I can see how it might feel like really slowing down at a point when it feels like you really should be like, we're gearing up, we're getting ready to go, we're taking the next step. And then feeling instead like it feels right to slow down and take a little, I don't know if it's a scenic route, but a little detour before getting back on track. Definitely um, a detour. And I was at a really small college. Um, you know, Ashland was not a big program. It was a very successful program. So fortunately, you know, most of my classmates went on to apply to internships. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was me and maybe one other person that decided not to. So I was definitely the odd one out. And, you know, you feel that pressure to apply, you know, get things going, get your life mm -hmm. together. But it was just not it was not the right path for me. Mm -hmm. I will say as a director, I never like seeing a gap of time between a student finishing their DPD program and applying for a DI that by itself, never a concern. Oh, um, okay. So I don't want students to think, you know, if they feel that pressure and you never want the pressure itself to make the decision for you. So I want to assure everyone who's out there thinking, ah, gap year might be right for me. The gap year itself is not anything that people raise their eyebrows at. Um, the key though is making sure that it has a purpose and that you do something with it, whether it's experience, retaking classes, taking a DTR exam, if there's something else going on that it's just not going to be a fit for you to jump right into an internship, because I know that is a very real part of some people's situation as well. Um, but a gap year itself is nothing to be concerned about. And in fact, I have seen some where um, they applied to my program as seniors as they were getting out of their internship and they didn't match to us. And then they applied again the following year. And I was like, your application is so much better now. And you know, there, there are just a few people where I could see that comparison. And it's like that year really is putting you in a better spot now for your internship. So again, it's not the right thing for everybody to wait. It's not the right thing for everybody to apply right away. It obviously is a personal decision, but I'm glad it's worked out so well for you to get that experience and the way you used your time to really prepare. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's so great to hear you say that. And I think along the way, now that you do say that, I had found when talking to directors, they actually kind of appreciated that. And I think mm. they, they did kind of let me know, like, that's okay. And, you know, you've done some great things with your time. And that's the whole point. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'm glad. I'm glad I'm not the only director that's saying that, that it's something that everyone's yeah. noticing. <laughs> All right. When it came to getting started with your application, um, how did you go about deciding where to apply, what programs you wanted to look into more and deciding just how many applications to send out? Um, so fortunately I decided my senior year to kind of play it as, oh, well, I should just pretend I'm applying, get all the resources that my directors are giving me to all of the students and just save it. Nice. So um, I had like an updated list of all the programs and I really sift through the 
first like biggest decision was on-site versus distance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a huge decision for everyone, whether or not to move. And I really went back and forth with that. Uh, starting out, I decided distance. So I just had to filter through all of those programs. And then um, it really came down to GPA requirements for most programs. Um, we can get to that later, but um, you know, some programs can like let you know, well, what do we value more as in, for an intern? What are they really looking for? But um, I did go back and forth with the distance and onsite. And um, then it kind of came down to price. Um, unfortunately, I always knew I would have had to take out a loan, but all, you always want that price to be as low as possible. Right. Um, so yeah, and then open houses, because I had a whole list of programs I was interested in, but it was so difficult for me to filter through until I could actually put a face to the name, hear them speak, and like make a connection with them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I like what you said about just really knowing what you needed, taking all of that into account. It does require a lot of sifting, a lot of program yeah. sifting. Um, so you ended up in a distance program? I did. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that was your preference. So tell, because I know there are some people who just like face the face to faces all the way. Um, Distance programs are increasing. There are more options now, even than when I was, you know, when I first became director of the distance program, I was over. There are so many more distance options now. So what was it for you personally that made the distance a right fit? Well, for me personally, um, I initially thought they accept more people, so I will have a better chance of getting in. Mm -hmm. Initially, 100%, that was the thing. And I was just like, I am just riding that home. But uh, when I was looking through more programs, um, I actually found a couple of on-site ones that were a pretty good match for me. I think they would have been a really good fit. And you know, who knows, I might have been accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, further along the road, though, I had found out that my mom actually got diagnosed with colon cancer. Oh. And um, this was more of a gut feeling. I think I could have moved, made it work. Um, it would have been a lot farther from her, from my family. I have family um, in Ohio, which is a huge blessing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that became a gut feeling. Once I found that out, I pretty much, I only had one on-site one actually that was on my list of programs when I was coming down to listing them and ranking them. Mm-hmm. And almost the last minute, I just, I took it off. I was really? like, I didn't even send the payment yet for the application fee. And I was like, I could just feel it. I was just like, this isn't right. And I need to be distant so I can be closer to family and closer to my mom as well. Mm -hmm. that gut feeling becomes it's hard to describe it and it's hard to be like on this whole list of black and white items of like tuition location emphasis and things like that it's like and then you throw in your gut which only you can decipher or feel or even determine but it is a big part of making this decision whether it's something that comes up like you where it's like do I submit this application or not Um, I know it can also come up when people are in you know attending open houses and getting a feel for what the program is like and you know the gut instinct can come in really important there as well oh definitely yeah yeah 
All right. So looking at your application, and since you've kind of already mentioned some GPA concerns, is that, let me just ask the question this way. Did you have application concerns along with that or other than that? And how did you just kind of address those so you could still make your application stand out, even if there are things you had to clarify? Yeah, so GPA was a really big one for me. Um, overall, GPA was pretty low. My science one was like a little bit better and it was a little bit higher. Um, so that honestly was like a huge blow to my confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and even though I had, you know, took a gap year and a half <laughs> and <laughs> took some time to get some clinical experience, like real world where I learned so much. Um, I was still like feeling I am, I just don't know if I'm a good candidate anymore. Like, will people really want me? I'm passionate about it, but does that shine through or, um, you know, I, I did so much in college with dietetics, but you know, it's so funny when you come out of it and you're separated from school and stuff, you really tend to doubt yourself because you're not surrounded with that environment. Mm -hmm. um, so confidence was a huge concern, even though when I look back and look at my application as a whole, I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I be a good candidate? Like <laughs> I should have had more confidence when I didn't. So mm -hmm. um, you had, you did mention getting information about how programs weigh different parts of the application. And you use that to kind of help you decide where to apply given your GPA concerns. So how did you get that information? Is that questions that came up in virtual open houses or did you have other resources you could kind of use that in your planning? Yeah, so initially um, it was a resource from Ashland University actually. Mm -hmm. um, they kind of had this you know, PDF format that said you know, what they really rank, whether it was the personal statement references or GPA. Um, that, that gave you like the insight, the step in, mm -hmm. but you really had to go to open houses and talk to directors and stuff to really get a good idea and just come out there and ask and, you know, put yourself out there so that you can mm -hmm. get a clear vision of what they're like. Mm -hmm. And starting those conversations is so important, even though it can be really scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. Um, and thankfully, you know, Ashlyn really drove that hard into, you know, professionalism and making sure to put yourself out there, ask questions and, you know, attend open houses, even if you're not really interested in the program. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, directors are really busy people and intimidating, <laughs> but, you know, they're also human and they they do want to see us succeed at the end of the day. Mm hmm. I think that's a key. Directors want you to find the right program for you, even if it's not their program. In fact, I remember telling some people when I was director and they were asking questions, and, you know, I get a feel for it and be like, here are some things you need to know about this program that just from what I'm getting in our conversation, you might not have considered. And I feel like they need to be part of your thought process, not to officially say like, you should definitely not apply, but just being like, as we're chatting, I want to make sure you're aware of these elements because, you know, I'm getting a feel that you either aren't aware of it or it really needs to be part of your decision. And an important part of that, of course, is getting the information you need. So whether that's, I need to know exactly, you know, I location is important to me. So I really need to be keyed in on what these programs locations are, or I've got these concerns and I need to know 
what does that mean for my application if I'm sending it to this program? And hopefully directors are willing to sit down and have that conversation or sit down, phone, email, Zoom, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that they are willing to share that information so that the student can make an informed decision. Yeah, and I can tell you from the intern perspective, that's really, that's really amazing and time saving. Mm -hmm. um, there were so many programs, there were eh, not, not so many, but quite a few programs where I thought, you know, they're perfect, like they're the right fit for me. And I come to find that they only cared about my clinical experience when I was really, mm -hmm. I brought a lot more to the table. And I was not really like, I knew clinical was not my lifelong journey. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All of those are such important elements to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, all right. When you actually got started on your application, diving into things, checking things off the list, did you have any type of method, technique, or approach that worked well for you to get everything done? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I love using a whiteboard, <laughs> just a dry erase marker. And I planned out everything I would want done for the month. And then within my planner, I would break it down like by week, like what I would want to accomplish week by week. Mm -hmm. um, and having people uh, make you accountable and that you can depend on to, especially in my situation where I wasn't in school anymore. Mm -hmm. um, and I was kind of on my own working full time. Um, I needed a lot of self-discipline to really get it all done. Mm -hmm. How much time did you, like, when did you start in your application? How much time did you give yourself to get it done before the deadline? Um, so since I was pretty certain on doing distance, I started back in October. I want to say I started looking for preceptors right off the bat. That was definitely the first thing I did. Yeah. Um, Sorry. That's a good place to start if you know you're doing distance, because that is one that can take a lot of time and requires a lot of discipline. <laughs> yes, yes. And I would even suggest starting earlier than what I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What did you, finding preceptors is a huge deal. What did you do to make that happen? Because that is the number one question I think any student has if they're considering a distance program. Yes. Um, even though I had firmly decided on distance, I was very intimidated by the process. I was like, I hate putting myself out there. I don't want to call random people and be like, please like precept, be a preceptor and like teach me and mentor me. <laughs> um, so that was very intimidating, but, and not only that, but all the stories you hear from other interns, like, oh, start so early, you know, you're going to, it's going to take forever to find your clinical one. And my clinical one was honestly the easiest one to find. Oh, really? uh, and it was actually my first one to find. Wow. So I was truly blessed because, you know, you have, you have certain resources like the eatright.org, um, the Academy resources, finding the preceptors, which was super helpful. I pretty much reached out to anyone and everyone that was related to sports or community. Um, but it's all about connections. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure people hear that a lot, but you really need to hear that again and again until it clicks, because uh, that is how I found my clinical and my food service um, was through just a, a friend, friend's mom who was working in a hospital actually 30 minutes away from here. So wow. that was 
yeah, a huge breakthrough. Yeah. I mean, it really all does come down. This is something that just like a job search or something comes down to networking and you have to kind of be willing to tell a lot of people what you're working on and like, let them be in your business a little so that if they've got someone they can, you know, team you up with that they know you're actually looking. Yeah. I'm so happy that I did the distance because, you know, whether or not, you know, I got matched, but even if I didn't, I am so much more comfortable with giving my elevator speech, like telling people my strong suits, you know, like what you bring to the table and, um, getting comfortable with my personality to be able to show it a little bit more to people in a, in a more productive way. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's going to come in really handy when you're done with your internship and need to keep using those connections to make progress in your career. That's awesome. Yes. Everyone needs to practice that. (laughs) All right. So working on your application, I know you came to like a couple of my webinars, um, But what else did you use from Application Insider or other sources just to get the help you needed to break it all down and make it happen? Yeah, I do want to say if someone out there is doing the application alone for some reason, don't. Please reach (laughs) out to anyone to help and ask for help. Um, Some of the other resources I used, though, was uh, the Dykus checklist. That was great. Um, That really kept me organized. And then, uh, yeah, the live um, editing bonanza thing that you had, uh, uh-huh. you edited my personal statement and my resume. Okay, you, su- you sent some submissions. I didn't keep names attached to any of those submissions. So I was just like, yeah. awesome. So yeah. you got both of them. That's a twofer. That's great. I did. Yeah. And your, um, you know, I've listened to all your podcasts and the match explained. That was a huge one. Awesome. Because um, even I, I was telling people the wrong thing, actually, because they were, I would have people ask me, how does that work? Like, what is the algorithm? And mm-hmm. I remember showing uh, now my fiance and he's like, what in the world is going on there? Like, he didn't even understand. I mean, it, it, it kind of feels like a mess if you're trying to explain it. Yeah, exactly. But it was really helpful in getting a clear idea what the directors see and like what they don't see. That was mm-hmm. a huge thing. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you used all of that. And everything that you just mentioned is free from Application Insider. So dear everyone, please use that stuff. Cause I mean, I, I, I love a good checklist, but I'm not making checklists for my health. So I really want people to use them and check the heck out of them. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I plan to do some more webinars and things like that. So glad that you could take advantage of that information. Um, So you've gone through the match once and you never have to go through it again. But if you did have to go back, is there anything that you would do differently or advice that you would give yourself? Yeah, overall, I'm I'm really happy with my experience through it. And I was extremely confident when I submitted and I submitted like four days early. It was wonderful. But I would have told myself to just get it started earlier. I knew I was going to apply and I was pushing it off for like maybe a couple months. I could have started a couple months prior than what I did. Um, I still got it done. You know, it's stressful no matter when you start, Mm -hmm. but that would have been more helpful and, um, reaching out and asking for help sooner. Honestly, um, there's no reason why you should do it alone or, you know, I wasn't alone alone, but 
uh, even dietetic circles or having someone edit, you know, getting more eyes on your application is just crucial. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So you did get your match to, I'm going to say it wrong. I know it's not said the way it is spelled. Yeah. But tell us about your match and like, do you know when you're going to start, what your first rotation is, anything like that? Yeah. So it's called LANAP Wellness. LANAP. Yes. I, it's, um, well, now I'm going to get this wrong. It's probably Latin, I think. Um, I remember reading, like, I know, I read their website. I know it has meaning and I don't want to, I, I know the general meaning. I don't want to say it wrong. Um, yeah. And I just know when I look at it, the wrong way of saying it is the only thing that comes in my head. And I'm just like, I know that's the wrong way, but I don't remember the right way. But LANAP, is that right? LANAP? LANAP, yeah. LANAP, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it means a little something extra. That's what it is. Yeah. And so like, that was one of their questions for applying, like, what is something extra about you or what you bring to the table? Mm-hmm. Um, so that is like their whole theme, but yeah, um, they have an emphasis in diabetes, which I am super excited about. I've had some real world experience in, uh, gestational diabetes counseling, mm-hmm. um, even in sports with athletes who have diabetes. Um, that is just a huge community of people. Definitely. And my rotations start September 20th. Um, so that's coming up. Yeah. And uh, the first one is food service. And then I'll go into MNT. So awesome. Yeah. So do you have an interest in continuing with diabetes into your career? Or I'm assuming with the running and stuff that you do, maybe sports nutrition is also a potential area you want to get into? Yeah. So you know, sports really got me introduced to nutrition. um, And it was so easy to apply to my own life. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to become a diabetes educator. Um, I've really enjoyed teaching people about diabetes just in the inpatient and outpatient settings. But and my goals are still in sports nutrition, I will say and getting Mm -hmm. that CSSD um, after I become a dietitian. But honestly, right now I have also um, started this passion for women's health and, um, you know, prenatal pregnancy and postpartum. And I be- what I believe is a huge gap between, you know, what's recommended and what is um, optimal for, for women in that stage of life. So I don't know, it could be, it could be a mix of both or pick one and just specialize in one thing. But mm-hmm. I think diabetes could be applied to both areas. So it'll definitely be useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you definitely have time to dip into all the rotations, see what it's all like. Yes. You can finalize later and then you can even change again after that. So <laughs> there's space for it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, one thing I like to do with every episode from Application Insider is to give listeners or viewers um, an action item or something they can do today for their application, their education, or their career. So is there an application, not an application item, an action item that you would suggest people could do? That's a tough one. <laughs> but And I feel like I've, I have mentioned this um, you know, reaching out and asking for help, no matter who it is, someone to keep you accountable, that accountability buddy is crucial. 
Mm -hmm. um, doing that right away, but also just putting yourself out there, um, listening to these podcasts, you know, gaining those free resources because they're free and they're only going to help you um, really dive deep into, you know, what, what resources are out there, because until you do, you're just going to think that this is too overwhelming and, you know, you, you just can't get through it for some reason or another and reaching out and searching through is going to really help you. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love the accountability partner. That's something that I can really relate to. I know I do better if I know someone's like that I've told them I'm working on something and they can back me up with it. So love that. I had just had uh, a former classmate who's two years younger than me, who's uh, going to be applying next year. And she was like, what can I do? What can I do? And I'm like, (laughs) I gave her some things, but I'm just like, I gave her, you know, your resource and a couple others, because I'm like, these are what are really going to help you and keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. Yes. Thank you for spreading the word. (laughs) And also just for helping the next students and not thinking, you know, I got through it with only X, Y, and Z. So you can figure that out too. But realizing I wish I had had this, I want the next people to have it too. So passing it on is awesome. Yeah. That's why I wanted to come on here. I mean, it's so amazing. You know, you're giving the opportunity for students to give their testimony. And even if it's just one small thing that someone listens to, if they take it and they can just run with it. Um, Like the first episode of um, Jenny, Mm -hmm. I was almost blanking on her name. But she mentioned like the pre-RD source. And, you know, I've already gone through the match process, but I heard her say that I looked them up and I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know about this. And this is such a great like organization that's like doing great things. So, mm-hmm. Yes. Dear everyone, word of mouth is so yeah. important to get resources out to the people who need them. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, Emily, is there a place online or on social media that people can connect with you if they like? Yes. I actually just created a page the other day and actually did my first post today that we're airing this, um, but it's called nutrition game strong. Awesome. So got a little bit of the sports and a little bit of, you know, nutrition in there. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, I will have that in the show notes so people can reach out to you if they would like But thank you so, so much for joining me here at Application Insider and sharing your experience. Everything that you suggested and tips you gave will be so helpful to anyone who's listening or watching. Yeah, I really hope so. Thank you again, Nicole. Thanks for having me. A huge thank you to Emily for sharing her application experience and how she created a standout application during her gap year between her DPD program and applying to DIs. I know there are many students who can relate to that, and it's certainly a best fit for so many people. There is absolutely no reason that taking time off for any situation or any reason of any sort should get in anyone's way of finding a stellar internship match, and Emily proved exactly how it can be done. The links to any of the resources we talked about, or if you would like to connect with Emily online, are in the show notes. You can also find a link to the video of our chat if you'd like to watch it. Other links in the show notes will take you to grab all of the Application Insider freebies so you can, number one, get some DI director guidance on your application without dropping a dime, And number two, get your name on my email list for some birthday fun coming up in a few weeks, August 29th. It's going to be amazing. And with this insider insight, your application is sure to stand out. 
Thank you for listening. If you want customized guidance on your dietetic internship application, schedule a free 20-minute brainstorm call at applicationinsider.co slash brainstorm call or follow the link in the show notes. More details about this episode, including useful links and a detailed summary, are at applicationinsider.co slash podcast. You can find more application tips and guidance at applicationinsider.co or by following along on Instagram at applicationinsider. Please rate and review the Application Insider podcast to help other dietetic students find it. Be sure to subscribe to catch every episode.